I grew up in the UK, where dragons were monsters. From poisonous beasts slain by ancient Greek heroes, to fire-breathing villains battled by Arthurian knights, the dragon in Western folklore is a usually villainous, sometimes smart, most often bestial creature. I saw them in fantasy stories, on family crests, and even the flag of Wales. Here in Japan, I'm surrounded by dragons again, this time in the Eastern mold. Japan has villainous dragons, like the many-headed Orochi, but for the most part, it takes on the Chinese version of the dragon. Long and slender, with magical, almost godlike powers, ancient wisdom, and primarily benevolent intentions, Chinese dragons are the ultimate in mythological powers. Their image is synonymous with the Chinese emperor, and they appear on temples and shrines, warriors' armors, and all kinds of charms and talismans. When I was a kid, among all that exposure to Western dragons, I had two significant encounters with the Asian variety. I saw Shen Long on Dragon Ball, and a couple of years later, I met Rayquaza. I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Rayquaza. With Kyoga representing the sea and Groudon the land, a third monster representing the sky makes a lot of sense. Even looking at the environmental debate which inspired the Hoenn storyline, the existence of the space center makes one wonder if Rayquaza was supposed to represent a Star Trek-esque utopian ideal. Science would allow us to reverse climate change, or escape the planet we'd ruined. That said, Kyogre and Groudon also took clear inspiration from the Leviathan and the Behemoth, respectively. Did these myths have a third aerial element? Actually, yes. Though it has only the briefest mention in the modern Christian Bible, the Zees was an enormous bird which could blot out the sun, and had a little more lore in old Jewish mythology. Just as Leviathan was tied to sea serpents in other cultures of the time, the Zees shares features and probably origins with other sky creatures like the Rock of Arabian folklore, the Simurg of Persian mythology, and even the Phoenix of ancient Greek myth. Rayquaza's role in the so-called Weather Trio draws comparison to the Zees, but the similarities pretty much start and end with Big and Rules the Sky. Zees is usually depicted as a bird, while Rayquaza is a dragon through and through. A dragon and flying type Pokemon with a cool armoured design and elaborate head crest that make it look less like a living dragon and more like a statue come to life. Rayquaza's role in the eternal battle of Kyogre and Groudon is to keep the other two under control. Pokemon Emerald tells us, A Pokemon that flies endlessly in the ozone layer. It is said it would descend to the ground if Kyogre and Groudon were to fight. Kyogre and Groudon were said to be millennia old, a long time in terms of human civilization, but a blink of the eye in the grand scheme of the universe. Rayquaza, on the other hand, is cosmically old. Pokemon Ruby tells us, Rayquaza lived for hundreds of millions of years in the Earth's ozone layer, never descending to the ground. This Pokemon appears to feed on water and particles in the atmosphere. Pokemon Sapphire tells us, Rayquaza is said to have lived for hundreds of millions of years in the Earth's ozone layer, above the clouds. Its existence had been completely unknown, because it lived so high in the sky. Pokemon has had monsters implied to come from space a couple of times, like Clefairy's supposed origins on the moon, 
but this is unusually common in the third generation specifically. Lunatone and Soul Rock are literal meteors, Sableye is inspired by the Hopkinsville goblins, and Claydol reminds us of ancient alien theories about Shomon pottery figures. Rayquaza, along with the two mythicals we'll talk about next, is the culmination of all that. It lives at the edges of the atmosphere, and defends Earth from space attacks. Its name even comes from Quasar, a powerful object at the centre of some galaxies. The Japanese pronunciation, Rekuza, may also take on some Japanese words meaning rending the sky, throne, or constellation. It's a very cool, it's a very legendary name. Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green tell us, It has lived for hundreds of millions of years in the ozone layer. Its flying form looks like a meteor. And Pokemon Alpha Sapphire told us, it flies forever through the ozone layer, consuming meteoroids for sustenance. The many meteoroids in its body provide the energy it needs to mega-revolve. We saw this behavior in the Pokemon movie Destiny Deoxys, in which Wikwaze's attempts to repel Deoxys' alien invasion took the form of some pretty legit kaiju battling. In the 3DS remakes Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, we got to experience this battle firsthand in the post-game Delta episode. The character Zinnia, last lore-keeper of an ancient dragon-worshipping people, tests the player and then leads them to team up with Rayquaza to defend Earth against Deoxys. This incident also introduced us to Mega Rayquaza. In this form, Rayquaza's horns are exaggerated to look like an arrowhead or spear tip, and glowing energy flows out of the monster. Its stats are matched only by Mega Mewtwo, and it has the preposterous advantage being able to Mega Revolve without needing a Mega Stone, meaning it can still hold another useful item. Also, by being a Mega Revolution and not a Primal Reversion, Mega Rayquaza can appear side by side with a Primal Kyogre or Groudon on one team. Rayquaza was always powerful, but in this form it was genuinely dominant. Rayquaza is one of the quintessential cool Pokémon. It has had great anime showings. It adorned the box of one of the most beloved and complete Pokémon games. It looks awesome on all kinds of artwork. It represents the Pokémon Center at Tokyo Skytree. It's a giant, elaborate, elegant dragon that lives on the border of space. But what's not to love? Music for Lucas Pokémon is composed by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork was drawn by Katie Groves. Rayquaza was designed by Hironobu Yoshida. Writing, producing, and editing is all by me, Luke Summerhays. Funding is provided by lovely listeners at patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. For just a dollar a month, you can help support the show and also listen to content early. Even if you don't want to help out, you should swing by that website for convenient links to the podcast my pals and I create. Why not check out the episode of Monster Mash about the behemoth in Monster Hunter World? I love it when listeners get in touch. Next up, we'll be talking Jirachi and Deoxys. Let me know your thoughts and feelings about those, or whatever Pokemon you love. And even if you don't feel like doing any of that, thank you so much just for listening. I love Rayquaza. And remember, I love you too.